Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we try to help you slow things down just a little bit, help you divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. Uh, and, of course, there's a, a lot going on that we're continuing to track, everything from uh, vaccines uh, to uh, things going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, there is a pre- White House press briefing that's going on uh, right now. Uh, which is uh, a fascinating thing in and of itself. Haven't had one of those officially for a while. And uh, Kaylee McEnany's uh, at the podium. So it'll be fascinating to see what uh, emerges from that conversation today. Uh, We are going to talk about uh, some of the critical pieces going on around the country, including what's happening down in the state of Georgia. All eyes on Georgia, of course, uh, balance of power in the United States Senate. Uh, We're going to have our good friend, pollster Scott Rasmussen, who has just completed some polling down in Georgia, uh, will join us coming up here at 1120 today, so you don't want to miss that. Uh, We're also going to talk about mental fitness today, which is also real critical. And uh, we talked a lot yesterday about uh, Giving Tuesday. Uh, We're going to add a new dimension to that in our final segment today, so stick around and find out about that today. Uh, and as always, we want you to uh, help us elevate the conversation today, and you can do that by uh, chiming in on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. So let's get to some of the uh, critical things I think that uh, we're not getting to around the country. Of course, the uh, big one is we've got a government shutdown looming coming up here on December the 11th. Uh, We have approvals for the vaccine also uh, scheduled for the 10th of December, uh, could roll out and start being distributed as early as the 11th. We also have uh, Congress continuing to kick the can down the road, uh, not just on a budget or spending matters, but uh, on some help uh, for uh, small businesses and uh, for Americans who are are hurting in the midst of this pandemic. And so uh, all of those things are not happening in Washington, D.C. One thing that is happening, uh, Vice President, uh, the vice former vice president, President-elect Joe Biden, is putting together his team. Uh, more of those names are coming out day by day. Uh, yesterday, he unveiled his economic team, and it was interesting the way he set it up. Uh, the- My transition team is already working on what I'll put forward in the next Congress to address the multiple crises we're facing, especially our economic and COVID crises. From the most unequal economic and job crisis in modern history, we can build a new American economy that works for all Americans, not just some, all. Uh, so that that's an important theme that uh, I think the administration is going to be going at, especially early on in January. They'll be talking about uh, doing things for all Americans. Uh, he did name Janet Yellen uh, to be uh, Treasury Secretary, the nominee there. 
Uh, he even joked a little bit that uh, at Yellen would, of course, be the first woman to serve as Treasury Secretary and uh, even made a little quip there that uh, we'd have to have a new musical. Uh, since Hamilton got the first one, uh, they'd have to write a new one uh, about the first female Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, but very interesting. Uh, Janet Yellen was on message and uh, focused with what the uh, president-elect's message uh, is going to be. And above all, we share your belief in the American dream of a society where each person with effort can rise to their potential and dream even bigger for their children. I pledge as Treasury Secretary to work every day towards rebuilding that dream for all Americans. To the American people, we will be an institution that wakes up every morning thinking about you, your jobs, your paychecks, your struggles, your hopes, your dignity, and your limitless potential. Okay, now just something really interesting to think through. Uh, I don't think there was anything that either Joe Biden uh, or Janet Yellen said in either of those statements we just listened to uh, that anybody would disagree with. In fact, uh, you can go back and you can actually listen uh, to Mr. Mnuchin and then President-elect Donald Trump made almost the verbatims, <laughs> almost the exact same thing. Uh, and so it, this populist message is a good message. Uh, and it's right. And it rings true to the American people. The question will be, will the policies match the principles? And that's what we have to watch out for. Uh, I think it is hysterical to see some on the right who are being hypercritical of the president-elect Biden and Janet Yellen for the things that they said yesterday in terms of, you know, looking out for the little guy, help having the back of the American people, draining the swamp, uh, all of those things, because they were the very things uh, that uh, President Trump rode into office. And so I don't care if you're on the left or the right or the middle or somewhere in between. Uh, what we have to realize is the the rhetoric is not that different. The, this populist rhetoric uh, is is on point. The question will be, will you live up to the policies that your principals are professing? And that's the test. Again, whether you believe the answers fall on the left or the right, uh, the question is, do you have leaders who will lead in a way that will make those principles become reality through their policies. And that's what we, the people, have to pay more attention to. The rhetoric all sounds great. It all sounds great. Got my back, watching out for the little guy, fairness for all. Uh, that goes all the way back to Abraham Lincoln. Give everyone a uh, an equal shot, a fair chance, fair start in the race of life. Uh, that is the purpose. Uh, and that's great, and we should stick to that. The question is, can we back it up? And will we live it when it comes to putting forward policy that will actually move the country forward. And that's been the big test. Uh, We've been sitting around waiting for uh, some more relief that I think everybody on both sides of the aisle knows that we need as it relates to COVID-19 and a relief plan. Uh, And yet we have politicized it to death for the last five months. And uh, so here we are uh, in December, lame duck Congress. We've got a shutdown looming. And uh, we do have a, uh, a group, a, bi- a bipartisan, bicameral group uh, that is saying, hey, we can do better than this. Uh, we have to do better than this. Uh, in fact, I want to jump down to uh, Joe Manchin. Um, 
just as part of this uh, press conference yesterday, Mitt Romney from Utah uh, was part of this group, is part of this plan that's being put forward. Uh, but Joe Manchin from West Virginia, uh, Democrat, said this. We're going to intend to move this forward after months of uh, failing to act for one reason or another. We're not blaming anybody for why they haven't come to an agreement. It wasn't enough. It was too much. Whatever. Uh, we know what's necessary right now in a timely fashion. So, again, that's uh, Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from uh, West Virginia, part of this bipartisan, bicameral effort uh, to get something done. They have a proposal on the table. And, again, we can go through and uh, once they've released it, we can look at the nitty gritties of where that money goes, why it goes there, who will be held accountable for it. Uh, But the thing that I am calling for is let's at least have the conversation. Uh, Mitch McConnell put it on the floor of the Senate and let's debate it and allow people to amend it and make it better. And then take a vote on it in front of the American people. Nancy Pelosi should do the same thing in the House. Let's get it on the floor. Let's get it in front of the American people. Let's talk about it. Let's debate it. Let's amend it. Let's vote on it. And then let's move forward. Uh, That's the key. Everything else is just going to be rhetoric to solve the politicians' political problems and not solve the American people's problems. Uh, And that's what we've got to get to. All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. When we come back, pollster Scott Rasmussen will join us. We'll take a look at Georgia and polling in general. What comes next for polling? Find out with us here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 